Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to a uh, another episode of the Sour Graps post-NXT podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Pulowski. Uh Everything sucks. You, you know, it's the line, I can say. <laughs> uh, there's some stuff about NXT that sucked tonight. Uh, some very main rostery stuff, which sucks. Uh, but it's NXT, so it's not nearly as sucky as the other stuff that I have to... Oh, guys, if you don't... And gals, we're inclusive here. Uh, people. Um, if you're not subscribed to, to Fightful Select, if you like what you see here and you were like, I would like it more if he was like just angrier. Well then, you you, you got to subscribe to Fightful Select, uh, and, and watch what's going to go down on Fightful Select right after this show, because uh, Raw is bad. I'm going to yell about it, um, but NXT by comparison is so so much better. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll focus on that. Uh, uh, yes, uh, please do subscribe to Fightful Select. It's the thing that like supports us the most. Also, you can send in a super chat, uh, and I will read it on the air. That also helps us tremendously, uh, and we thank you for that. It's a good way to uh, you know get your voices heard. I'm all about that. Uh, like Ricardo Holt, who says, "Am I alone in thinking Santos and Co are great?" Well, you are not alone because. I concur, Ricardo. Um, 
yeah, we'll we'll talk uh, more about the them and, and what happened with that uh, during the main event segment when we get to it. Um, but <clears throat> oh well, thanks. Ricardo says five hundred bucks is worth the ten dollars. See, he's doing the big thing, like ten dollars. That's above and beyond. These subscriptions start at five dollars, and at five dollars you get me yammering on for uh, twice a week about Raw and SmackDown. Plus, you get all of. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp's news and scoops. Uh, $10 is above and beyond. It's yes. So thank you very much. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, Carlos EZ says, um, uh, first time I got to see NXT live since the new night, excited to hang out and watch the, the new Sour Graps post show. Yes, please. Everyone come hang out, watch the Sour Graps post show. Uh, yeah. NXT on the new night is, is finding its way. We'll say that um, it's there's a lot of so, some some good um, some good things happening and sometimes they just can't help themselves. So um, uh, I just I guess a picture it is NXT sitting in their room and and Raw just bursts into the door and he's holding. Uh, um, he somehow, I don't know how you do this. He's holding, um, unnecessary six man tags and champions, uh, being, uh, pinned, um, is the only way to, to do, uh, to, to, to book a feud. Uh, he's holding those things and he says, NXT, who taught you to do this stuff? And NXT says, you, all right. I learned it by watching you. And that's what we have. That's what we have now is NXT. Uh, becoming addicted to bad booking because their father did it before them. <laughs> we'll 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 talk more about that as it goes on. But let's let's talk first about um about the the opening bout. Um, <clears throat> Dakota Kai versus Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez. Wants to get Dakota out of the way so she can come after Raquel with no hindrances. Here is the problem. They can't seem to figure out what they want to do with Raquel and Dakota. And in in another setting... I would just say, well, those are shades of gray. It's just nuance, you know? Like, um, sometimes we really want to cheer uh, for Raquel because she's great and because she seems to have uh, an appreciation for how good her four, uh, uh, fellow competitors are. And Dakota Kai overcame so much uh, to, to finally get to a point where she was near the top of the card and uh, then she, she lost her way and turned heel. And uh, now it's perhaps they might be doing a redemption arc. Um, they they pushed that for about two weeks after they were just awful heels for so long. And they pushed it like, well, maybe we're going to turn them babyface. Huh? Planting seeds. Seeds are being planted. These are the seeds being planted. Um. And then they were like, tonight, nah, screw that. They're heels. They're heels. They're big heels. Um, also, Mercedes Martinez has been very 
heelish on recent episodes. So um, are we to feel bad? When I'm, I'm sorry, guys, I'm skipping the match. The match is good. The match is very good. Uh, Dakota Kai and, and Mercedes Martinez are great. Mercedes Martinez. Whoa, boy. She dodged a bullet. She was supposed to be in retribution. She dodged a bullet, like not like not like a regular size bullet either. Like, do you ever play Mario Kart? And you run through those little like the question mark blocks, and one of the things you get is a bullet bill, and it changes your cart into like the biggest friggin' bullet you've ever seen. That's how big the bullet was that she dodged by not having to be in retribution. So I'm glad to see her back in NXT kicking ass. Um, Dakota Kai versus uh, Mercedes Martinez was very, very good. Um, there was one thing I saw in there. I was like, Mercedes, if you're not going to use that as your finisher, you got to give that to somebody else who's gonna. Like she had Dakota up for the razor's edge and then like spun her down up like underneath her, her armpit and like dropped her into what looked like an elevated DDT. It was one of the sickest things I've ever seen. And it was like two count four minutes into the match. I was like, no, 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 no. That's gotta be at least a secondary finisher. Like that's gotta be at least what uh, the deep six is for Baron Corbin. Like, I don't know. I, I that cannot be your finisher. Uh, Mercedes. I know you do like a death Valley driver or something like that. Right. This is better. This is, different it's it's awesome it looks really great and i don't know if she could do that to everybody maybe that's a problem but jesus um i that was a great move and dakota kai uh fought valiantly and was doing a really great job in control for a lot of the match um you didn't know uh during the match like every each each person got to fight from underneath for part of it so who are we rooting for well uh, well, they, uh, uh, Raquel and, and Mercedes almost came to blows outside the ring. And then, uh, and then Raquel, um, ran into the ring and stopped Mercedes from, from hitting her Death Valley driver type thing on, um, on Dakota and then beat the f- out of her. I'm, I'm not, a, I don't think I'm allowed to curse on this thing because, we don't want to get demonetized. She beat the fork out of her. My God, mother forking just throwing her all over the ring, threw her into the forking barricade. She mini Christmas. She forking kicked her booty. Sean gets mad at Jimmy Van when he when he when he cusses on on uh, listen your boy. So I don't want I don't want Sean to get mad at me. Just, she just forking kicked her booty. That's what she did. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, she she beat the hell out of her. And now it's like, well, do we root for Mercedes now? Because she's been just bad to people recently. I love Mercedes Martinez. I like like if this was a few years ago in NXT, I wouldn't think twice about it. Because NXT in the old NXT, well. You, you root for who you root for and you don't for who you don't or whatever. They don't mind. Um, and now uh, they, they're very much into telling you this is the person you want and this is the person you don't. Um, and so now Shades of Greatest look like indecisiveness 
on the uh, the part of the creative team. So um, I guess now we're meant to say, "Boo, Raquel Gonzalez, boo," because maybe they maybe they knew they were going to have a big deal a couple of weeks ago where Rhea and Bianca came out and they all let, held the belts up. And they didn't want everybody to hate Raquel for that. I don't know. It's probably just indecisiveness on the part of the bookers. You're right. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, Justin Lopez says, I was so confused during the opener. I thought for sure Raquel was the face in this feud, but she went full blown heel at the end of the match. Siller, Justin Lopez, as evidenced by my diatribe on the subject, you are not alone. Uh, I, I thought they were positioning, uh, certainly Mercedes as the heel, um, and uh, Raquel is like the tweener who gets angry, you know, when she should. But the beatdown was not a tweener beatdown. The beatdown was a monster heel beatdown. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> confused by uh, J- uh, sorry, JJ Lee sends in a super chat. Uh, confused by people calling NXT slow. I guess the fast pace they ran during the war broke those fans. This feels more like the NXT I know now. Yeah, they're definitely doing stuff for the long haul. However, they are all, they are, and I will bring this up and I'll talk about this in depth near the end of the show. They are, um, they are pulling the trigger too early on some stuff too. At least they're pulling the trigger on two things at the same time. And you don't want to do that because then the bullets collide and then they fall down. What movie, what movie is that? Is that like Matrix? I'm not sure. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, the, 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 the beatdown is leaves, leaves us open, I suppose. Um, Mackenzie Mitchell, uh, is backstage with Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. They, um, they have a title match versus, uh, Candace and Indy next week. Um, but, but um, their comedy is uh, bad. Like they're not they're not equipped to be able to salvage the terrible lines they're being given to say, and so it makes them look bad. Which I don't want Ember and Shotzi to look bad. Ember and Shotzi are great. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. I they need to give these guys better things to say. They just do. Um so then a crew member brings uh bouquets of flowers to them and Frankie Monet walks up. Hey Amber Shotzi, Frankie Monet. Oh, somebody's got a crush on you, which uh which makes me think and still probably might be the way they're going that Frankie Monet sent the flowers um i i don't it's a, it was weird i know i'm supposed to think also later on we're supposed to think that candace uh sent the flowers here's the deal ranky says oh here somebody's got a question on you let me take this card and i'm gonna read it oh love dexter loomis and then she like pushes her sunglasses down because of course she's wearing sunglasses and carrying a dog and wearing a fur coat because she's frankie monet and so she pushes her sunglasses down and goes oh and then she leaves 
um, the way she does it makes me made me think at the time. Frankie is trying to pit uh, Indy against that, but they already hate each other. This is weird. I'm like, no, no, it's Candace. Like, I I understand you wanting to get Frankie Monet on on screen all the time. Um, here's a, here's an idea: have her wrestle somebody. I got I, I don't know if she's cleared or not. Um, but it was so weird to have uh, Frankie be the one to be there with that. I don't know why she was there. You know, like it, it may be like she was there to introduce herself uh, and say she's going to find a tag partner and come after those titles soon. But the segment was running long, so they had to cut time from it. So it's just like, hey, Ember, Shotzi, Frankie Monet, hey, you've got flowers there. Let me read this card and I'll leave. That didn't make a lot of sense to me, but some things don't. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the bad one, Ryan B. Bad said, uh, Candace had the flowers to Team Black Moon. Make Indy jealous, didn't she? Well, that's 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 what we're thinking, right? Uh, that's what I'm thinking by the end of the night, anyway. Anyway, so neither Ember or Shotzi is at all interested in the advances, uh, the courtsmanship, the courtship. I like courtsmanship, but it's not courtsmanship. It's courtship of uh, of Dexter Loomis. And they keep trying to shove flowers back at each other. And it's supposed to be funny, but it's not. So stop giving them things that are funny, but not because they're not. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, Seamus is on Raw Talk is the name of this person who sent this to me. He says, SRS and Denise cuss all the time. Go ahead, Alex. Um, if, if you watch my, my Fight for Lex, Select shows, like that's what I, most of my vocabulary on there is cuss words. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll cuss too, but you know, it's, it, it could be kids watching. Um, so I'm just going to say, you know, fork that shoot. Um, yes. Uh, I like this hybrid of Fightful and The Good Place, says Carlos Easy, and Wallace Coelho says, we're here with Alex. We're definitely in the good place. Yeah. Yes, we are. This is a good place. This is the place to be. Um, so uh, Cameron Grimes <clears throat> enters into, walks into a local jewelry store. Uh, he's, uh, he's like, uh, I'm here. I'm here to look for something. I want to watch. See? Uh, and they give something for a special someone. Yeah, special someone. Me! I'm my special someone. So Grimes goes on and on. Um uh, he's he wants um, the shiniest, uh, most expensive watch in the city, um, and it's like, well, I think I have something to show you here. It's all right, I got nothing but time. And then three, two, one. Well, hurry up, goddammit! Oops, oops, oops! I said a naughty. Hurry up, bad burn it, concern it, bad blast it. Um, and I don't know if everybody caught this during the first segment behind him sitting, uh, on a, on a couch, very, uh, conspicuously is a man. There's a couch, there's a couch and a coffee table and a love seat. It's a, it's a waiting room area and a jewelry store, which I guess might be for like watch repair or something. Uh, 
but it was like a it's like one of those new fancy you know like there's the combination uh pizza hut and taco bell it's a new combination jewelry store and dentist office and and he's just sitting there waiting in the waiting room um but he's standing he's sitting behind a, a newspaper and this is the year 2021 uh so there's nothing more conspicuous than a, than a fella sitting on a couch in a jewelry store behind a giant newspaper. So I was like, that's going to be Ted DiBiase, isn't it? And it was, because we'll talk about this now instead of later. Later in the night, they go back at um, Cameron Grimes at the same jewelry store, and uh, he looking at his new watch, which is solid gold. It's kind of sparkly, but it's solid gold watch. And he's looking at it through a jeweler's loop. One of those magnifying glasses that jewelers wear, and he's like, "I don't know. Is it? Is is it? You yeah, think it's good enough? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good for me, Cameron Grimes, to the moon. And um, I'll take. I'll swear it out. And then um, in front of his watch comes another guy's watch, and that watch is the same watch except there's diamonds all over it. And he's like, "It's a pretty good watch, kid, but it's not a million dollar watch." And then Cameron Grimes looks up to see who it is, and it's Ted DiBiase. Uh, Ricardo, <laughs> Ricardo Holt says, DiBiase legit popped me. That's fun. Yeah, I wish I hadn't seen the guy sitting behind him with the giant newspaper because I was like, that's going to be Ted DiBiase. And it was, damn you, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, the bad one, Ryan, be bad. Uh, yes, we should all damn Ted uh, DiBiase. Um, I saw people last week thinking that DiBiase's kid was going to show up and actually have matches with uh, with Cameron Grimes, and I'm, they may wind up going in that direction at some point. But I was like, no, let's not do that. Um, here's the, the here's the weirdest Ted DiBiase uh, story that I have personally from my own personal life outside of wrestling. Uh, for a while, I was just like floating from odd job to odd job in between uh, acting contact contracts i was a delivery guy for a floral company in the middle of nowhere in farm country uh, illinois a couple hours west of uh chicago um and i was just driving this you know bouquet of flowers for for mother's day or whatever out into the boonies and uh i passed um this uh, like a marquee like one of those little reader board signs where they they'll put up you know, whatever, because it's a church. Usually, like, you know, it's like, oh, he who hath something, something. I'm not up on my Bible quotes, sorry. But um, but it wasn't a Bible quote at this church. It was, for four, like, live this Sunday, Ted DiBiase. And I was like, what? So I pulled a Yui, and I went into the lobby of the church, and they had it all set up. Like, Ted DiBiase was going around doing a speaking tour at churches. And I was like, I might have to drive back here on Sunday to see the million dollar man speak at this random church in the middle of bum fart <laughs> Illinois. That's just funny. Now I'm just going to pop myself saying things that aren't swear words. Long story short, I did not drive back uh, to see uh, Ted DiBiase speak at that church, but now I kind of wish I had. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, it, yeah, it's very, very good. Yes, and um, JJ Lee says about the um, Cameron Grimes thing. I love the off-site vignettes, a breath of fresh air. Yes, 
yes, NXT should do these a lot more often. They really do. Um, they really do um, uh, bring a bring a very cool um, feel to it. I like that a lot. Um, and yeah, DiBiase. If, if listen, if this is all we get is just uh, DiBiase buying a fancier watch than Cameron Grimes, that's enough. We didn't we didn't think we were going to get you know anything, and now we got something. So. Do I want it to be more than that? Yes. If it's just this, will it be okay? Yeah, it'll be okay. I'll I'll be okay with it. But because I, I did think this was a really great way. He he laughs. You're the old with the way the million dollar man laughed and everything is great. It's great. I do think he should call himself the billion dollar man. Now we talked about that because um, yeah, million dollars doesn't go nearly as far as it used to. Um. So the grizzled young vitamins are. Uh, did I said I said vitamins? The grizzled young vitamins uh, are out. Uh, veterans are out, and they're uh, dressed in suits. And James Drake talks first, which is crazy because he's uh, he's he's a functional mute. Um, and uh, <clears throat> and then um, you know the real guy gets on the mic, Gibson, who's great. They say um, um, uh, MSK is in a is in a tag a six man tag match in the main event, which means they'll be in any kind of match that isn't facing us for the titles. And then um, Gibson says, um, and he's he's just got the, he's my favorite accent on all on all wrestling. It just it's so great, and the way he does his his cadence and his and his promos is just so much fun. He's like. No, MSK. They're a pretty good tag team. But personally, I just look, personally, they're a couple of nomads. Uh, and uh, yes, he does the thing. Soon to be recognized uh, as NXT's uh, top tag team. Um, so they're doing their uh, their shtick because they want, you know, they want to face MSK for the titles. And then. Tommy and Timmy come out, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher, and they're great, and I love them together, and uh, just the thought, the thought of of uh, a GYV versus Timmy, Timmy and Tommy match, Another, didn't we already see one of those? Because it was pretty great. Um, let's just do more. Let's do more and more of those. I, I like I like that. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm contradicting myself, because... On the main roster, they would actually have them fight each other seven times in seven weeks, and I'd be so sick of it. But I feel like NXT is only going to give it to me one more time. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I like this a lot. Uh, they taught. They said that actually we're grizzled veterans. I, I wish, I wish the Chumpa had said. And you know what? I look a lot older than I am, but I'm actually pretty young. I wish he had said something like that. Uh, <laughs> He's losing his teeth. I'm losing my hair. But we're actually, we're not that much older than you guys. I wish they had worked something like that into the promo. Um, but then Timmy's like, I've been, I've been doing some film study, and there's, a lot, I see a lot of strengths. Also, there was that one uh, takeover Cardiff match where everyone was, uh, was chanting, "If you hate Gibson, shoes off. If you hate Gibson, shoes off." And so Champa takes off his shoe and hits Gibson with it. So they beat up Gibson and, and Drake. Um, and while uh, this doesn't feel like a, well, who are we supposed to, to vote for? 
who do we like? It it feels like uh, it's just Tommaso. Uh, it's Tommy and Timmy getting one over on on the baddies. So yeah, we'll 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 yeah, we'll see more of that. I guess that'll be a good match when we get that. Um, toothless Timmy, line of the night. Yeah, that's 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 Tommy's uh, Tommy's little pet name for 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 Timothy Thatcher. Calls him Toothless Timmy. I think it's very cute. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 they're, they're great friends. I will only accept a world in which they are friends. Um, so, uh, Killian Dane is backstage with Drake Maverick and, and, uh, she's, they're being interviewed by, uh, McKenzie and, uh, Drake Maverick is very, very uh, apprehensive. He believes that Killian Dane is going to turn on him because he's seen wrestling. There's going to be uh, either you're going to attack me on we're on the way to the ring, or you're, we're going to get in the ring. Then you're going to attack me, or you're going to hit me on the match. Or then what? What happens if I get to the ring to tag you in and you're just not there? Poof, you're gone. And uh, and then Killian Dane says, a great man once said, "You got to have faith." And he leaves. And then uh, and then Drake says, "Did he just quote George Michael at me?" Um. I, I, uh, yes, he, he, he quoted George Michael at you, but I wish they had done more with it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my, when my brain works, it was really good. I liked it. I wish they had done more with it. I wish they had done something like that. Um, as everyone knows the line in the George Michael song, isn't you got to have faith. The line in the George Michael song is you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Yeah, you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. There's three faiths. So the way you do that in this thing is that a great man once said, and Killian Dane says, You gotta have faith. And then Drake Maverick says, Faith. And then Killian Dane says, Faith. And that's it. But in practice, you it would actually sound like this. You got to have faith, 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 and I think that would be even better. <laughs> so, I, this is yeah, this is me. Um, but uh, the, the match was great. We'll talk about it in a second. First, we're going to talk about some other stuff. Zia Lee cuts a promo in Chinese. Bo is there, and then all of a sudden, uh, Mei Ying approaches. Where crazy mask? She, she, remember, she's a 3,000 year old dragon lady. And she blows her smoke. She vapes all over. That's metal in your lungs. You can't have that. Uh, that's that's how evil she is. She's putting metal in your lungs. So, I don't know. Are we going to see Mei Ying in the ring? Mei Ying in the ring! I don't know. We'll see. Swerve Scott cuts a, a, a fun promo. Um, in his recording studio, I really enjoy just the simple um, addition of that vibe to Swerve Scott. He's a music producer. Like, I'm a wrestler, but also I do this. This is the other thing that I do. And that adds so much, fleshes out the character so much. You totally get more of, of who this guy is outside of the ring. Um, and I, I like that a lot. Uh, he says, you know, he's uh, when Leon Ruff attacked him two weeks ago, uh, 
he says, um, you know, I, I was what a, with a dirty cheat and a sneak, um, but I'm actually kind of proud of you. Um, so now um, it's, it's obvious the ring can't contain them any longer. So uh, how about since the ball is in my court, how about, um, how about a falls can anywhere match? And I was like, well, this is a fun way to blow off this feud. I can't wait. Next week, you say? Next week? What a fantastic way to do this uh, Falls Count Anywhere match that will certainly be a special event match that will be very special on that episode of NXT. And surely they will not book any similar matches to happen on the same night, thus diminishing the specialness of this Falls Count Anywhere match. Surely they shan't. Well, they did. I'll talk about it a bit. Um. So, Tony's Tony Storm versus uh, Zadia Ramir. Um. So Tony Storm comes out. Zadia Ramir got no introduction. She just came out. She was she's a jobber, local talent, PC kid, no chance in the world. Tony Storm comes out. And uh, she does uh, a promo about Zoe Stark and how you should be thanking me because nobody even knew who you were until the the match, the pre-show match at uh, Takeover Stand, um, where uh, <laughs> where where nobody watched that. People, a lot less people watch that match than watch a normal episode of NXT. So it's weird that she would say nobody knew who you were uh, uh, until I until you beat me on this match nobody saw, as opposed to nobody knew who you were until you took Io Shirai to the limit and then Saray to the limit. Yeah, whatever. It's a heel being delusional. I get it. I just don't like it when they're gaslighting us. Um, she talks more about herself. Blah blah blah. She's doing she, she's doing this Tony Star Tony Storm heel deal. Fine. So. Um, I hope you're watching tonight because every time I slap this rookie, I'm going to be thinking it's you. And when she said rookie, Zeta Ramir is putting her gear down and she looks up like, did this bitch just call me a rookie? All right. And the entire match, I was watching Zeta Ramir because she was selling so beautifully she was she was getting she was getting the the urine beaten out of her she was getting the tinkle beaten out of her by by uh, tony storm the whole match she had a couple of hope spots but um but i, I really uh, like you know she was she came back and she was doing like a like this jumping, spinning kick and stuff like that. And Tony, Tony ducked him. Um, it is amazing to me how I will watch a match like this and be gravitating toward the person who's getting the, uh, the tinkle beaten out of them because uh, they're selling it so well. Like her bumps look great. Her cell was, her cells were all very, very convincing. Like she got knocked back into the bottom turnbuckle and was just, out cold and she was leaning up in there like her head was all it was great 
And I was like, I, I've never seen her before. I have no, no idea who she is. But I'm going to keep my eye on her. Because I'll tell you what, like in two years, who this girl might be the top of the division. She's, she's got it. Like any, you can teach somebody moves. Like somebody who's athletic, and obviously she's athletic. You can teach them how to do moves. It's really hard to teach somebody like proper in the moment. Don't have to think about it. Just do it. Selling. Like watch some of, some of the best people, the best wrestlers sell. They don't know how to do it. Um, but some people who are really, really great at it, like all of a sudden inflates the rest of their stuff. So I'm watching her sell and he gets put up on the top rope. Cause Tony Storm says, I'm not going to do a storm zero to your regular. I'm going to do a super storm zero off the top rope. And I was like, well, don't, don't kill the woman. I just fell in love with her. It's for selling. And then Zoe Stark uh, comes out and uh, Tony Storm walks up, walks over to her and says, Hey, you are not doing that. Stop it. Uh, and then she goes back over and um, she, uh, she goes back over to the, to, to the turnbuckle. Ramirez on the top of it. She goes up there, but she's distracted, right? Don't love distraction finishes. But Ramirez fights back, knocks her to the mat, and then hits a shooting star press. Like, and nearly Brock Lesnar's herself because... Tony was a long way from that corner. Um, and Zayda Ramir gets an upset win over Tony Storm. Um, so I might not have to wait two years to see her at the top of the division, depending on who gets called up when. Would it shock me to see her on a War Games team come November? No, it would not. She's got it, people. If she can talk at all, She's obviously athletic. Like, she's got some stuff. Um, and the problem with this is you're going to have people um, who say uh, that I, I didn't like Tony Storm losing by distraction of dominating the match. Well, that's the story. The story is that Tony Storm was dominating the whole match and then got in her head because she couldn't stay in her head because Zoe Storm was out there. Uh, Zoe Stark was out there. I personally like Zoe Stark coming out um, because a Storm Zero off the top rope could really hurt somebody. Like that's that's the story they're telling. Zoe's coming out. Listen, don't don't do this to her um, because you want to do it to me. You want to fight me? Let's fight. So she wasn't coming out to be like I'm going to distract you and make you lose. She was coming out there like let's not kill this person. Okay, She's, this is not her fight. Um, it didn't feel like it was a simple, like, jump up on the uh, ring apron, like, hey, ref, look over here. It wasn't one of those. Um, and uh, Carlos Jesus says, I saw it less as Tony losing because she was distracted, more because she underestimated Zeta. But maybe I'm getting too much credit to the booking. I mean, you might be. Um, we'll see where this goes, obviously. I, I feel like there's... Um, There's the, the potential for this to be bad, but I remember a, a, a kid who who won a match uh, he wasn't supposed to win, and has looked great to me ever since. And that's uh, Leon Ruff. 
Like he was a jobber, just a straight up jobber. Jobbed everybody on NXT, SmackDown, uh, Raw, main event. He jobbed everybody. But they said, we see something in you. So how about you win the North American title from Johnny Gargano? And everything I've seen from him I've been in, I, since then, I've been impressed by. So uh, Zayda Ramir, we'll see where she goes from here. But I'll tell you, like I, I could watch her selling all day long. Um, yeah, she's, people are saying that she's, she's really, really good. I, 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 I think she's, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll be looking to see what they do with her from here, from here on out. Um, I'm not saying she gets a title shot tomorrow. I'm saying this is a great stepping off point. Um, she'll lose to Tony Storm next week or whatever with Zoe Stark in her corner, something like that. Um, but I think it's a good jumping off point for her. But because when she jumps off a point, she might do a superstar press, and that's always good. Um, Norm Summer says, uh, Stop, Alex. In WWE, wins and losses don't matter. Distractions finishes left. So still not as poopy as Raw. It's true. Nothing is nearly as poopy as Raw. Um, and you're right. Wins and losses don't matter. They should but they don't. So if you look at it that way, which really is, is, is that pains me to say, if you look at it, like wins and losses don't matter, then it's fine. And it's wins and losses should matter. Um, but in, in their, in their mind, it doesn't. So Tony storm losing doesn't matter. Uh, Legato Fantasma, they cut a, a promos about Kushida and MSK, blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, Bronson Reed is, uh, this is a new deal now. They did the exact same thing with Kyle O'Reilly last week where he walked to the ring and when he got to the end of the hallway where he's got to like do like a U-turn to walk up the steps to get to the ramp, um, there's Karrion Cross and Scarlet waiting for him. And they did the exact same thing with Bronson Reed this week where, like, they should just have security there. Like, I don't think your rival should be able to stand there waiting for you to come in to have a match against somebody else because what if they attack you? They should be. They should have security guards there. Also, they should have Karrion secu- uh, Cross on their show because he's their champion. I don't like the guy. I think he's wildly overrated and probably not going to be a great champ. But... You made him the champ. Now he's got to be on your show. I don't make the rules. You made him your champ. Put him on the show. What were all the big things you were going to do with him when you made him champ the first time? And then he hurt his shoulder and he was off TV forever. Do those things that you were planning on doing with him. What are we waiting for? Is it because you can't tell a story that lasts a couple of months until the next takeover? Like you've forgotten how to do that? That's how that's why it is, isn't it? Oh, that's too bad. Um uh LA Knight even gets to cut a promo. Uh talks about how there was some kind of spark between him and Indy Hartwell last week. So here, here we go. Here we go. There's gonna be some love triangle thing going on. Uh where uh, yeah, he 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 He's 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 gonna be uh, a a very aggressive pursuer 
of Indy Hartwell. This this can only end well with the writing of WWE in the year 2021. We'll see how handsy he gets along the way. I um, I'm not saying you can't do storylines like this. I'm saying you got to do them right, and I don't trust them to do it right. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Ever Rise shows up. They're promoting their social media thing. Good for them for trying to promote this thing. Like, I've seen a couple of minutes of it. It's it's fine. You know? Uh, LA Knight's got the Kavorka. He's got the Kavorka. So that's that's what he's thinking. It's that animal magnetism. Um... Ross Reed versus Austin Theory is fun. Uh, the thing I like about it the most is that um, Indy Hartwell, the entire The Way, comes out, walks to the ramp. Walks down the ramp. Andy's coming out. Like, she's trudging. Like, she's got her hands to her sides. She's her head's down. She's walking to the ring. She's walking like every teenage girl whose mother has just told it, told her, I don't care what you say. You are not allowed to see that boy ever again. He is a bad influence on you. That's it. I have spoken. You're not allowed to see him ever again. Uh, and it's great. I just love that this she's she's not allowed to see Dexter and she's upset and she's sad. Um they you know they trademarked the term index like it's the ship name. You know how you ship people? You, you the, the thing that people do where they ship people. Like, remember Benifer? Now they've made Index. Uh, and they've trademarked it, so it's going to be on shirts. So they're definitely not going to break them up. They're planning on using merch for it and shit. Sorry, stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... Reed in theory is fun. Reed's re- Reed is is big and and uh, he's more athletic than he gets credit for. But he's so strong. And Austin Theory don't like the guy. Very athletic in the ring. Uh, 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 this is a lot of fun. Um, Loomis uh, winds up coming coming out, and um, I will say I did, I, I really liked. Reed's got a a thing that. He he picks up in a choke slam and then like picks him up and then spins around and puts him on his other side. It's a nice variant on the on the choke slam. I don't see very often. I like that a lot. Um, but then Loomis comes out and he um, heart Indy's trying to like like walk away from him, like no I'm I'm not allowed to talk to you anymore. She's carrying on a stereotypical like Nicholas Sparks teen love uh, unrequited like, wait, we're not allowed to see each other. Don't you understand? We're too different. We're too different. Uh, You come from the wrong side of the tracks. (laughs) That kind of conversation she's carrying on with him and he doesn't speak. So she walks away from him all the time looking over her shoulder and he follows her, and she gets in the ring. The match is still happening. And she turns around, she stands there, and he's standing there, and she says, shh, stop. 
You talk too much. And she's killing it, man. Everybody in the way is killing it. They're just doing such great work. I'm really, really surprised at how well all of this is working. Um, and then uh, Bronson Reed runs over, uh, and I think he, he she, Austin pulls, no wait, Dexter pulls, yeah, is that what happened? Bronson throws Austin Theory over, Irish whips him, and Dexter shoves Indy out of the way and takes the brunt of it himself. Um, so then Reed is able to knock, um, knock uh, uh, Theory to the mat, and then he goes up for uh, the tsunami, or as Wade Barrett calls it, the tsunami! always going to call it that, even though it wrecks my voice. So, by virtue of this match defeating Austin Theory, uh, Bronson Reed is now, again, the number one contender to Johnny Gargano. Uh, and they, they, I know he already had his shot, and he should go to the back of the line, and he already had his thing. They did a takeover. Um, I think he should... Uh, uh, you should, you should, you should destroy Johnny Gargano. That should be the story. Is that Johnny Gargano got him when he was tired and hurt from his previous night's gauntlet eliminator match? Now he's going to be fresh. And I think you should just destroy Johnny Gargano with help, if you want, from Dexter Loomis because they want they they they're, they're going to want a reason for for that. But I think that he should just run right through Johnny and become a North American champion. I think there's a lot of people that could that could be elevated by fighting for a title. Johnny Gargano does not need to be North American champion to make, to have the way work as an act. He doesn't. He can he can anybody feuding with Johnny Gargano is elevated. Anybody feuding for the North American championship is elevated. Bronson Reed versus LA Knight, that's a that's a big deal. LA Knight becomes champion, great. Now you got somebody else who can step up and go after LA Knight. There's a lot of fun things you could do. Um, if you're going to have Swerve go over Leon Ruff next week, um, then Swerve versus Bronson Reed, something I can get behind. There's a lot of fun stuff you could do. Um, Johnny Gargano, uh, all the other guys who um, used to be at the top but aren't anymore uh, are messing around with other things. You know what I mean? Adam Cole, I'll, I'll talk about this right now. Adam Cole has an interview with uh, Arash Mar- Markazi uh, from um, – LA Times and ESPN. Um, it's an on-site deal uh, at a poolside. Um, it starts out with like he, him on his iPhone. It's like, can we can we get started? It's like, I'm only waiting on you. Huh. <laughs> he says he's waiting on me. Okay, fine, sure. Um, and he puts it down, and the camera pans out to show that he's got his feet on the table between them the whole time. Uh, it's just Adam Cole being cocky. Adam Cole stuff. Uh, he's good at it. He's very good. I don't know what Arash Mar- Markazi added to it, um, but they were very big. Like he's from ESPN and Sports Illustrated or something. So, um, uh, good, fine. Um, but he's messing around with stuff because yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, cool Kyle, um, who's uh, watching that interview in a room, some room, some nondescript room, 
Um, and he shakes his head and walks out of the room after he's watched the interview. So Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole aren't doing anything uh, anymore. I mean, they, they're still doing stuff. Adam Cole is out of the title picture. Like he talks about Karrion Cross, how he's going to come after him. No, you're not, Adam. That's not happening. That's not happening. Like you might, but you're not going to take that title back. Um, uh, and Finn Balor, he's coming back next week. He was on like vacation in Mexico. They showed some of his Instagram photos and it was like, oh, there's the Finn Balor that we know from Instagram. Um who's just smiley and happy about everything. And I'm sure he's going to come back next week and be like, that's right. That's why I'm here. I'm holding the mic sideways. I'm coming for me title. Um, it just, it's so, so funny where they show um, uh, candid shots of wrestlers being nice people, just happy people. And then, <laughs> then later they'll, they'll, uh, they'll show, uh, um, <laughs> they'll, they'll show them, back in character and be like, I hate everybody. Um, anyway, so Finn Balor is going to come back. He wants his title back. Um, but Tommaso Ciampa's doing stuff with Timothy Thatcher. Uh, he's nowhere near the, the top title. Um, you can have Johnny Gargano go on and do other stuff. He doesn't need to have that belt. Anybody who has that belt gets elevated by it. So putting it on Bronson Reed and then turning around and having Bronson Reed hold it for two months and put it on somebody else and repeat the process so you elevate as many guys as possible so they, they feel like they're not perpetually stopping and starting people because, hey, this guy was North American champion for three months. That's something. MSK and Kushida have an interview that doesn't do, add anything to anything. They're very, they're very cute together. Hooray. They call themselves MS Kushida. Get it? Because Kushida starts with K. All right. Um, the way is backstage. They're very uh uh Johnny's not happy that Austin Theory lost. Um Gargano blames everything on Dexter Loomis. Uh and Candice LeRae and Andy Hart were like, well, well, no, we're gonna blame everything on Ember and Shotzi. Um they're they're getting they're getting all these flowers and, and they're that are meant for you. Um we should go teach them a lesson. So uh then we get uh Imperium and Killian Dane. Uh and Killian Dane, spoiler alert, does not turn on um uh <clears throat> does not turn on uh Drake Maverick, but they sure did a lot. Um to, to make you think he might. Um, I, I was really, um, really, um, really impressed with the way this whole thing was laid out. They, they made, they made you think a, a couple of times of like all these options that can go along the same way, the, the along different ways, excuse me. Um, I, I really appreciate that they're leaning so hard into this whole, like, Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf used to be friends. They were in the same uh, stable in NXT. Um, Alexander Wolf has moved on. He was NXT EPA for a while. Now he's with Imperium. And Killian Dane's now with Drake Maverick. But they still have those sanity roots, which is so weird for NXT to do that, considering that WWE as a whole really doesn't want you to remember anything that's ever happened. Like they don't want 
you to remember that people feuded for the title uh, three years ago or used to be in a tag team together or something happened four and a half weeks ago. They don't want any of the, but this, this they're allowing to be a part of this story. And I love it considering the third guy is leading his own faction over on impact. Uh, they just had another dude who used to be in NXT debut over there. Uh, like, yeah, this is pretty cool that they're doing, they're leading into the Wolf and, and um, Dane thing. And then uh, Dane and Wolf like ha- have an argument and Bartell wants Wolf to hit uh, Killian Dane with a, with a chair, but he, but he can't do it. So our Wolf, is Wolf going to turn on Imperium? Is Dane going to turn on Maverick? Um, the end result is, as we expected, Drake Maverick got pinned, but um, there were a lot of options, um, a, a lot of options, uh, and that's always good. Um, as uh, WWE Mark uh, says, uh, why can't everything be booked like Imperium versus Dane and Drake? So effing good. I'm invested to see where this goes. Dane turn? Wolf turn? We don't know. That's the point, and that's good. Um, I, I honestly don't know. This this thing could wind up being a whole bunch of everything for nothing. Like, one of the options is that Wolf doesn't turn and join Dane, and Dane doesn't join and turn Wolf. So Dane doesn't turn and join Wolf. And we get right back to where we are, which is fine, because as I have said on this show, we are pro-friendship, and Dane uh, and Drake have an amazing uh, theme song uh, with whistling um, and, and metal guitars, and it's great. And I don't want to see that gone because they booked them to not be friends anymore. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but I, I, I did like this a lot. Um, Drake is, is really, really great at being the face in peril. There's a wonderful moment that is a callback to their early his earlier uh, in uh, interview, which is, "What if um, I, I I reach out and I try and tag you and you're just not there? You're just gone." Well, he does this thing, which I didn't love how long how much it was obviously set up to, to to actually pay off that thing because he was on his back scooting while looking behind him, trying to reach for, for just scooting on his butt reaching behind him to get tagged in by Dane and nobody does that. Um, but when he finally got there, Dane had been pulled off the apron by Bartel or Eichner, or one of the two. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. The, the other thing is, uh, Elliot says it's possible Thatcher joins. Um, you know, we don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. There's a lot of, a lot of options. Always for more options. What if Drake Maverick turns? Probably not an option. But um, I I, yeah, I thought this was um was very very uh, good. Uh, Pete Dunn does a pre recorded promo. He says uh, no one's talking about how he's going to get all these opportunities. Uh, he already beat Kushida, so he can just come for that uh, cruiserweight title anytime soon. But whenever he wants it, um, he might go to go back to NXT UK and get the uh, and get his the title back from Walter. Pete Dunn. I would strongly recommend against that one. Okay? You don't have as much padding up here anymore. It's, mo- it's mostly just solid muscle and then a sternum. 
You need the extra padding that you used to have if you're going to go after Walter. Um, uh, and he says he can come after Johnny Gargano or Karrion Cross. He's the baddest man in NXT. And I dare anybody prove me wrong. Um, it's great. Uh, beat, uh, I like that he's having these promos. This is NXT slow building to several things. This used to, when it was a, an hour long show, they couldn't fit everybody on every episode. This is this is fine. They are building slowly toward a lot of things. If they're still building slowly to those same things, and they're on like the same, like if you're building a house and you we're gonna build the foundation first. You gotta you gotta you gotta put in the foundation so then you could build up the frame or whatever. Okay, great. If 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 you're if you if you hire people to build your house. And they're still building the foundation a month after they started building the foundation. Then you should have hired other house builders. They can't still be building the foundation. That's building too slow. So if they're on the same step of building the storylines in a month, they need to not do that. That's what I'm going to say. Um, the um. Ember and Shotzi versus the Robert Stone brand uh, is not a thing that happens uh, because on their way to the ring, more like, here's the other thing. This is one of those deals where I feel like William Regal runs a tight ship. You know what I mean? Um, I don't feel like these two PAs with their uh, box of cupcakes and, and their fruit basket and their bouquets of flowers would be allowed to just walk down to ringside to hand them to, to Ember and Shotzi as they're getting in the ring to have a match. I feel like somebody would, well, Hey guys, stand in it this way. You can put it in their dressing rooms. They'll get it later. Um, it's just a weird thing. Like you expect us to believe this is something that happens all the time. That's why you've seen it in every episode. Everybody's getting flowers every episode. It, it it strains credulity, um, but that's when, uh, as they're being gift, gifted these things, that's when Indy and uh, Candice uh, come down and beat them up. Uh, and then the Robert Stone brand, uh, Kamea and Aaliyah, they pick up the belts and they celebrate as though they have won by forfeit. And it's very sloppy, and I'm not sure that if we're supposed to think that that's an option that they really believe they won the titles or not. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about any of that. Um, the last thing, um, uh, the, the next thing that happens is they're going to talk about, uh, they say that um, next week on NXT, they're doing not only the falls count anywhere uh, rough versus swerve match, but they're also doing, for the NXT women's titles, tag titles, Ember and Shotzi versus uh, Indy and Candice in a street fight. And let me tell you how much I hate that. Guys, you, you are building everything slowly. This is fine. Two weeks from tonight is, uh, is uh, Raquel versus Mercedes for the NXT Women's Championship. Okay. 
You can push that three weeks from now. You can. You can do that. Um, and next week can be can be rough and swerve. And the following week can be the street fight. And then the week after that can be uh, Mercedes and, and, um, and Raquel. Putting a street fight and a false count anywhere match on the same night of free TV is really dumb. Each one of them is a draw. It brings in people. You want to have, you put two on the same night because they're also, they're special events. A false count anywhere match is just a street fight that gets to meander all over the place. Putting them both on the same night, it diminishes their inherent specialness. Don't do that to yourself. Spread them out. That's much better. I'm sure both matches will be fun and great. And they will both be not as good because one of them will follow a very similar match earlier on the card. It's it, You don't need to do that to yourself. Um, it's not like one of them is a, um, uh, a cage match and one of them is a false can anywhere. Like those are, they're different uh, two out of three falls or whatever. You can have different gimmick matches on the same night, especially if it's a pay-per-view. But on another free TV, they're too similar. It's not it's not the way to do things. Um, okay, so there are a lot of people who are in this chat who are like, hey, what's that diamond mine? The diamond mine. The diamond mine. Um, is it Tessa Blanchard? I have it on good authority from no one less than Sean Ross Sapp. It is not Tessa Blanchard. It appears to be a vignette for an MMA-themed stable. Here's who I immediately thought it was when uh, when the thing aired, because I don't remember if you guys remember this. It's been a long-ass time since they were on NXT. Um, I thought it was I thought it was uh, Malcolm Bivens because he's he called uh, Tyler Rust. His diamond in the rust. So I thought maybe they're gonna like make that his thing, where like he molds people into diamonds, and, and his first diamond was a diamond in the rust, and then everything else after that is gonna be whatever. So um, it's not Tessa Blanchard. It's way too early for us to know anything about it. Um, there's there's gonna be like we don't know anything but it's not Tessa Blanchard. The Diamond Mine vignette is um, is intriguing. I'm all for an MMA aspect to things. Um, we'll see, like, Raw Underground uh, sucked. But it didn't have to suck. And the people who fight like that, fighting wrestlers, professional wrestlers, sports entertainers, could be a fun contrast in styles. I don't know what they're going to do, but it ain't Tessa. So you could disabuse yourselves of that notion right away. Um, this six-man uh, tag main event was um, great. great um as you as you would think with these six guys uh do i hate it 
as much as I hated the other six-person tags that were on uh, last night? No. Why? Well, because these six people are, are incredibly more entertaining than most of the people in those matches. But also because um, these weren't two feuds slapped together for no reason. MSK came out because they don't like Litigato del Fantasma. They protected uh, Kushida. That was the that was the basis of this thing. What happened last week is the basis for this week. Um, Kushida and um, and Santos are going back and back and back, back and forth, back and forth. Um, they're going to have a there's going to be a rematch, especially because Santos Escobar pinned the champion. Now, I think you only have this match if the heels win. Because that's the story you're telling. But, uh, so so if the heels win, one of the current champions has to get pinned. So that's not great. There have to be other ways available to you to build feuds that aren't champion gets pinned in a non-title match. Okay. Um, there just have to be. I don't. I don't know what those. I don't know what those ways are. Uh, off the top of my head, right now, but I know the only way isn't champion gets pinned by the challenger in a non-title match. The way they lived this match out was great. Uh, Wesley in peril uh, for much of the night. Uh, well, Nash Carter was first, and then Wesley at the end after they after. Uh, Kushida went through a table and then Nash Carter gets taken out. Uh, and then uh, Nash Carter uh, is able to make it back in and get tagged in by Wesley. Uh, and then Kushida gets back in the ring only to take the Phantom Driver by uh, by uh, Escobar. But neither guy is legal. So then Escobar just gets to gloat over Kushida's corpse while his boys take out Nash Carter. And um, I'm sorry, he didn't get pinned. Kushida didn't get pinned. Because uh, Carter got pinned, uh, so that, yeah, exactly. There you go. There we go. It's fine. I wish it wasn't done this way. The match was great. I'm gonna give you guys a mulligan. Can we not build title feuds by having the champion get pinned? That's that's all. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Um, one more thing about the diamond mine. The bad one, Ryan B. Bad said. Um, if it's a new stable, then I'm hoping it's those two new signees, the Brock clone, uh, Parker Boudreaux, and Rick Steiner's kid. I don't know if those guys are ready, man. Like from what I from what I hear, Parker Boudreaux is not like um ready, ready. Like to, to get in there and do he's great looking. Uh he's got a knack for for picking stuff up, but I don't think he's like ready to like get in there and be like the heart of a new stable. From what I hear. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, we're we're building toward a lot of stuff on on NXT. And, and that's and that's great. Uh, I'm 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 glad there's some certain stuff that like we'll see where it gets ironed out. I, I need to see some people debut. Like I need to see Frankie Monet wrestle on. I need to see that. You got to give it to me. I want people back in the ring. I'm impatient, 
as that's a, that's a, that is a, that is a character flaw of mine. So I need to I need to hold off on that, <laughs> and just be okay with the slow build. Um, uh, Norm Summers says one more donation for the Fightful Swear Jail Swear Jar. Well, fucking thank you, Norm. Fucking awesome. Appreciate it. Why can't this company book a title feud without pinning a champ? I don't know. I've been asking that for years now at Fightful. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, sticking around and uh, watching the old NXT post show. Uh, please, uh, if you haven't, subscribe to Fightful Select. It's awesome. It's totally uh, totally worth your five bucks. Uh, and and if, if on a personal note, if you'd like, you can go to shop.fightful.com and pick up one of these bad boys. That is a Sour Graps t-shirt. You can get one of those. Buy my merch. I'm not I'm not above plugging my own merch. I got I got people watching the show. The show does numbers. And so maybe people from that number of people will buy my shirt if they like it enough. Uh yeah. Um thanks everybody. Uh Fightful Faithful. Uh we'll be back here next week talking about two very similar <laughs> gimmick matches. I'm sure they'll be great. But you, you could spread it out. Anyway, um, I'm Alex Pulaski. Uh you can follow me on Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Uh I, I tweet mostly about wrestling. It's it's it, yeah. And then also, if you want if you like it, stick around, watch me yell about raw. It'll probably start here in the next 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so. I might I don't know. Drink a lot of water. Good night, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.